Well, here we go. Recorded live at the Hawk's Nest on the summit in Pataskala, Ohio. This is Garage Days, underproduced and over the top. I am your host, Arch Madness. I, I pulled a little switcheroo. I called an audible at the line of scrimmage. I was supposed to have Brad and Steve from Cattail Brew over, and they were going to perform as their side project, uh, Dixon Y'all. And uh, it, was, it, was, it was so humid yesterday. It's not much better today, honestly, but a little bit better when we're going to record this, it was just super humid. There were severe thunderstorms in the forecast. So I kind of scrapped it. I pulled the plug on that and the boys will be uh, coming to the garage in August. I'll have the upcoming show scheduled for you at the end of this uh, episode because we did have to kind of switch things around. So on this week's show, Landon Milburn, lead singer from the band Goodbye June, joining us this week. And it's it's pronounced Milburn now, I noticed, but... from an Ohio kid's perspective, you would say Milbourne looking at it, but I heard him say it a couple different times, and these are Tennessee boys, so I want to make sure I, I get it right. Uh, Thursday, August 11th, at the basement, Goodbye June. It's going to be the first installment of the QFM 96 Rock and Roll Revival Concert Series featuring Goodbye June. I talked to Landon a few weeks ago, was planning on fitting his, I was going to fit this interview in somewhere before August 11th, and this this week seems like a perfect time to do that, but before... We do that. Guess who's back from his month-long journey across the country on his motorcycle? The one and only Flight Pattern Bob. Hey, Bob. But now, oh, Bob. So check this out, folks. This is probably the best you're ever going to hear, Bob, because I do really want to hear some of Bob's stories from this trip. So he sort of has a microphone now. Normally, what would you say? But that was about that's about six feet away yeah, from you, Bob. Feet, yeah. Yeah. Wow, Bob. I can really hear you. Oh, no. This is, this is kind of different, but you're still far enough away, Bob, that we can still kind of keep the joke going, but enough to where we can hear your stories. So, welcome back, Bob. Thank you, Arch. I'm going uh, to play your song, If We, if we Get a Plane, okay. duh, and sitting on that. How long were you gone? How long were you on the road? We were gone 27 days, 8,000 miles, <sighs> and I'm not sure that I would do that again. Okay. We stayed in. 23 different hotels. Are you listening to this, folks? Well, they are now. They can hear you, Bob, so of course they're listening. <laughs> we only had one down day where we didn't ride, mm. but, but we, saw, we saw a lot. So you would start, you started here. How far, how far away? I mean, you went, we went you hit Dav- the coast. Davenport, Iowa first. Okay. And then Mitchell, South Dakota, and then Deadwood, South Dakota. So some of the things you saw, and by the way, Bob did get me a Sturgis koozie with boobs on it. Thank you. That's one of the greatest gifts I've received. So let's say, like some of the some of the highlights. I mean, you saw the redwoods. You did. Did you do Rushmore this time, or what? Yeah, we did Rushmore. First, we did uh, Wall Drug and Wall South Dakota, and then the Badlands, and then uh, yeah, State Badlands for a few days. We went to Mount Rushmore, did Custer State Park, and did it all. Needles Highway, and we saw. Chief Crazy Horse, which hasn't changed in four years. They're still working on it. And, and Bob, tell the people uh, where you bought fudge. Oh, that was in uh, Uranus. Mm-hmm. Uranus, I believe it's Oklahoma. But, Uranus, Oklahoma. But everything, you walk in and they say, welcome to Uranus. <laughs> See? They, they, they played off that name 
I would think. The whole think. time we were there. Yeah. And, but they're known for their fudge? Fudge, yeah. Yeah, they're fudge packers. Yeah. That's what they say? Yes, that's what they say. <laughs> It's a different style of humor out there in Oklahoma. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. So, well, awesome. Uh, any, because I, I, I followed you on Facebook, but no real no real hiccups as far as mechanical or anything like that? Nothing crazy yeah, like that? Yeah, I had changed oil one time in the bikes. I got up about 9.30, and my buddy and his brother were changing my oil, so it helps to sleep in once in a while. You know what people are going to say, and I'm just noticing it now? They're going to say, well, you should have Bob mic'd up a little more. His It's a very pleasant voice, and it's <laughs> relaxing, and... You could listen to Bob tell stories all the time. So, but that's not going to happen, folks. This is it. Bob rode his bike all over America. That's why we're talking to Bob on this particular episode. Yeah, we, we, got, we got shut out of Yellowstone because of the flooding. A uh, couple real nice roads we like to ride because of the flooding. We <clears throat> go to Glacier because there's 20 foot of snow on the main road in Glacier. Wow. Um, saw a couple wildfires. Uh, then we, uh, oh, we went to Mount Rainier also. There you go. Yeah. And uh, then we rode down the West Coast, 101. Oh, my God. That is just beautiful. Did you ride through Seattle, though? You're talking about Rainier. No, south no. of Seattle. Okay. Sorry. But you can still see it, though. Yeah. 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 But uh, No, I'm talking about Rainier, not not Seattle. Sorry, Bob. Yes. Sorry, I'm ruining the stories. Oh, my God. Right. Uh, but uh, running, riding across South Dakota was horrible. We, it was windy all day long, probably 30, 40 mile an hour winds. The bikes were angled into the wind. It was 100 degrees. So that was. We, You're coming off a leg injury, too, Bob. A lot of people didn't think, yeah. you know, you would make the entire season here. Yeah. You're only going to play a few games. You. I only dropped the bike one time. So only was, once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, Bob. Yeah, there's like a. You hear a. a when, when you fall over, you always grab the throttle and the engine rushes. My buddy heard it, so he knew to come over and find me. I was flat on my stomach, arms out, foot caught under the bike. About four people oh, came shit, over dude. to pick up the bike. Whoa. That was the only time. I only dropped it once. Okay, time. all right, all right, all right. It was right at the beginning. So the hottest it got for you? Uh, 108. Okay. And we, we rode in uh, several days that were in the hundreds, rode for hours. And that, that Damn. Draining. Mm-mm, um, mm-mm. Do you hear that? Yeah. Do you hear that, ladies and gentlemen? Here he comes, oh yeah, it's fly pattern Bob. Should, should I turn your mic down now, Bob, a little? or talk quieter. Okay, just talk quieter. Okay, where's that plane that's from, Bob? A, that's a southwest out of Houston. Okay, how many souls? Uh, let's see. Oh, 164 souls. Mm-hmm. Uh, hot chicks, maybe? Yeah, four hot chicks. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow, you're in a good mood. Good, you're back home. That's a good, good flight there. Good flight. <laughs> but uh, we, we call this trip the best of the West. A lot of these places we, we'd been before, and we just never took the time to look right. around or get off the bikes and see see anything. That's awesome, Bob. Well, welcome back. Well, and I hate to tell the people this, but you're going to be gone for another week. You're yeah. taking off down to Florida. <laughs> yeah, no, another trip. Really? Another trip. But this one's in a car with air conditioning, so that helps. That does yeah. help. Yeah. Bob, how much are you digging on Goodbye June? Oh, oh the calendar's marked. Right. I'm looking forward to it. August especially 11th at the basement. Especially where they're going to be at. That's, that's going to be a great show. And we're probably never going to see them in a, in a venue like this again, yeah. man. We'll yeah. never, ever see them Not anything like this again. So here is my interview with Landon Milburn from Goodbye June. Well, it's going to be the first show in the QFM 96 Rock and Roll Revival Concert Series. Goodbye June, Thursday, August 11th. Tickets available at access.com. 
And joining me now on the QFM hotline, lead singer of Goodbye June, Landon Milbourne. Landon, what's up, man? Man, not too much. It's a pleasure to be on here with you and uh, really been looking forward to talking to you guys. Yeah, this is we're really looking forward to this. And, and the way I want to do this, Landon, is I want to I take this time in this interview to let the listeners know the history of Goodbye June. I mean, all the way to the latest record, See Where the Night Goes, and then what Columbus Rock fans are going to experience August 11th. So let's just start off. You guys, you're, you're based out of Nashville, but when and where did the band start, Landon? Uh, officially, we started uh, back in 2005. That's when, we, when me and, and my cousins Brandon and Tyler started riding together. Um, that was right after Tyler's older brother Shane had passed away in the month of June, which gave us, um, you know, the kind of inspiration and uh, passion to to start creating music together and to kind of immortalize him in a way that you know the only way we knew how knew how to do. So uh, we started writing then, and then we collectively moved to Nashville in 2009, 2010 era, and just been going ever since, man. Just playing you know whenever we could at younger ages playing around town in nashville at all the rock venues which half of them don't even exist anymore because they're just throwing condos up everywhere here (laughs) but uh but yeah man we started out early uh or i'm sorry mid to late 2000s and we got real serious about it in like 2010 we started working with a management company which led to publishing deals which led to record deals and uh we're just trying to keep rock going you know in our own little way and we've just been plugging away ever since we call it the modern day torchbearers of rock and and that's it isn't it <laughs> i mean we're trying i mean in our own heads we're just trying to do you know our own our own thing but with influences from all the bands that we grew up listening to whether they were classic rock or they were a little more modern at the time you know we're just trying to do our own flavor and what we think is good rock and roll music but you know I think like, uh, you know, we had talked earlier, there's so many great bands out there that are coming up that are, that kind of have that modern classic rock feel going on. And, um, you know, we're just trying to be a part of that and, and help that grow and, and, uh, see what happens. So you brought up influences. What are they, man? They range all over the place. Uh, I actually grew up in the church when I was a kid. My dad was always a music minister at church. So he always made me play music, sing songs, Brandon was the same way. So we kind of cut our teeth at really young ages, getting into music and blues-based music, uh, for that matter. Um, that was a huge influence on actually getting your hands on an, on an instrument um, or learning how to sing. But as far as influences go, I mean, they range from Leon Russell, Zeppelin, The Beatles, Credence, um, all the way up to like Black Keys, Kings of Leon, Jack White. I mean, and then filling the rest in between there. I mean, we love... We love a lot of stuff. I love jazz music too, man. You can find inspiration in anything. So. Amen. Amen. I mean, I'm a I'm an '80s metalhead, but you know, yeah, yeah. I I like listening to bluegrass on the weekends. <laughs> hey, you know, bluegrass and metal's not that different. It's not. I, that's what I say. Right. Throw a distortion pedal on that banjo, man. You're gonna have a rock and metal <laughs> track, dude. <laughs> hey, and look, I don't want to dwell on it because I've noticed in a lot of your interviews, it gets brought up, and it just seems like it's a big bulk of it, but. Um, the 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 religion uh, growing up, and I don't want this to be something you have to uh, you know answer every freaking time. But yeah. then again, dude, when you know 
we're talking about the lyrics of your songs and, you know, three chords and the Holy Ghost, man, that's pretty damn cool. I just has to be brought up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, like I said, like our whole family was, everybody in the family was musical and it was always typically based towards church. So that song in particular was just about uh, me and Brandon's grandfather who traveled, traveled around in the fifties and sixties and early seventies, uh, just preaching and playing music to churches all over. And we were like, well, you know, let's write a song about that, how it's correlated, how there's similar ways to doing that in a church or doing it at a sweaty rock venue and beer all over the floor. I mean, there's, there's, you know, (laughs) aside aside from the the book cover, I mean, it's not that much different. you got a lot of people going crazy, dancing. We grew up Pentecostal, so the the services were very music-based, and uh, people got with it. So, I mean, since an early age, we've been, you know, learning how to move people through music, which is kind of relative all across the board. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to bring up your past, you know, and we're all spiritual in our own ways. Definitely not how we were at that time. Obviously we all kind of believe our own things now, but it's good. It's good to have your background in there and your foundation on uh, what actually got you into it in the first place. Right on. Uh, Talking to Landon Milbourne from Goodbye June and, and, and Landon really, I think the first time I, I, I caught Goodbye June and I mean, I said I was an 80s metalhead. I'm a, I'm a Gen Xer, so I'm going to be the generation. I'm playing video games in my 50s now. I'm going to be the generation that plays. We're going to be the first ones that play in our 60s and 70s. So, but Dude, isn't that weird? It, it's so crazy weird to, think about. to think about it, you know. But, uh, it, but the thing is, man, you had a tune on Madden, which, I, I, I honest to God, that's probably what my older sisters, when – you know, if somebody got a tune on American Bandstand or something, yeah, dude, you honestly to me that is the pinnacle, man. What was? I mean, are you a gamer? I mean, am I? Is this obviously a, you had to be a little bit right to kind of sign off on this a little? Oh yeah, we're all three of us yeah. are avid gamers. Um, I used to be more when I was younger because I had a little bit more time, but uh, I yeah, we're still we're still gamers, and I think. Like, one of the things when I was a kid growing up, like, I didn't have a lot of access to uh, music outside of True. kind yeah. of what I was allowed to listen to. And, you know, you didn't have – the internet wasn't as – it was dial-up back then. I'm kind of giving away my age. but all good, uh, man. It's all good. I, just, I gave mine up early, too, so we're all, we're all good, Landon. <laughs> Napster and LimeWire days. Um, but, yeah, man, it was like uh, basically anytime I got a video game, specifically Tony Hawk, um, there was always awesome like soundtracks to that. And I was like a little kid. And I was like, this is awesome. That's like how I first heard of Rage Against the Machine, like Motorhead. Yeah, right um, on. All these, like all these awesome bands that I didn't know anything about. Granted, I was like nine years old. But um, so I started like learning these songs and here I'm like, this is so cool. Like how cool would it be to have your song on a video game? So when that, when that presented itself to us, we were all kind of like kids on Christmas morning, man. We were so stoked to like, have that happen and as well as uh, we had one on need for speed to hot pursuit i believe so we got two <laughs> yeah so. dude yeah but 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 madden i mean honestly that's that's yeah that's a, that's a, that's a big one that's, that's a huge one. man uh atlanta so i want to talk about these records uh magic valley community inn and then your latest see where the night goes and i'm going to try and not i don't want to throw out cliches but it seems like each record has its own vibe or personality and and yeah they, they they have that goodbye june sound but for me personally just listening to this 
the growth and progression on each record. It's really cool to hear, man, and listen to. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, with every record cycle, uh, you want to keep your bones there because that's why fans fell in love with you in the first place. But at the same time, you want to challenge yourself and grow and mature and, you know, have fun finding new sounds and new ways of writing music and lyrics and different things. So we just set out each record cycle. I mean, we just set out to, to try and focus in on like a, like a particular sound for that record. But I think we, we really finally started getting like full cohesiveness, like what we were looking for, like fully uh, diving into this last record, uh, see where the night goes. Um, uh, we really wanted to have like this, you know, album that you could throw on at a party and not skip a track and just let it play in the background and each song feels good, you know, like Boom. exactly. It's, it's just, it's just a, it's, it's a record that you want to listen to what, no matter what you're doing, or at least that's what we, we shot for. So, Oh, it is. But yeah. It, it's, it's fun. Each record, each record cycle is a different, uh, different beast in its own. And, and obviously this last one, the, the hurdle was COVID. I mean, honestly, the record probably wouldn't be, anything like it was had COVID not happened because we would have been touring and um, who knows what, you know, the record would have sounded like, but with every bad, you know, you can take, take everything and make good out of it. And so that's what we did to see where the night goes. We just tried to make a fun, upbeat record during a time where we were all kind of like, are we ever going to tour again? Right. You know? Right. Right. So when so did you, when did yeah. you, so, so let's, let's rewind then a little. I mean, how, how did that take place? Like, did you have songs kind of cocked and loaded and then the pandemic hit or pandemic hit and then you decided, hey, let's I mean, what, take us through that as far as uh, the writing and recording process in that time yeah. frame there? Yeah. So typically, normally, like if you're touring a record, we're always still going to be writing. Like we're going to be writing on like sound checks or just like on the road, like at any given point, we're always kind of working up new songs and new ideas. Um, but with COVID happening at that time, we hadn't even really gotten into that, that part of it yet. Cause the record was so new community in at the time, um, had coming out, it, it came out in 2019, I believe the fall of 2019. And then when everything shut down early 2020, we literally just started from scratch, man. We, uh, Tyler, my cousin, he has a garage and we just set up like, like we did back when we were kids three-pieced it, drums, bass, guitar, started jamming riffs and writing down lyric ideas. And we spent pretty much, I would say, five to six months just writing and trying to figure out that sound, what we wanted the record to feel like. And, um, and we're able to get in the studio, I believe, the first part of 2021 is when we started actually recording the record. Um, but it was weird. I mean, it was, you know, normally we'll have songs in the bank, like you were saying earlier, like we'll have some songs like, Oh, this has got to go on or whatever. We didn't, man. We, we only had one song that was, uh, wrote prior to, um, us actually starting the record cycle. And that was what I need, which is the ballad on the album. Other than that, all the songs were fresh and just kind of out of our heads of, you know, we were all bored and going crazy, so we had to have a release. And so we, you know, hopefully we, right. hopefully we didn't write too much crazy stuff. But yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely challenging, but also um, there's a lot of beauty to come out of it for sure. So 
Yeah, man. Definitely. I yeah. I want to uh, I want to throw out a few songs from the record that we're playing on, on QFM, and just give me a little something on those tunes. Let's start with three chords. Man, it's you know I, I believe Tyler started that idea. He came to me and Brandon, and uh, he's like, "Hey, I got this song idea. It involves Wilbur, our grandfather." And he's like, I, I, you know, I, I want to write this parallel to like, uh, which I touched on a little bit earlier, but like, I want to write this parallel to what he did and what we do and like uh, how, how they're very similar in their own actions. And, and also it's just three chords and that's the title. And we're like, okay, that's, <laughs> All right. that's cool. That's, that's so basic that that's actually really cool. <laughs> so um, we just wanted to feel good rock and roll song that anybody could pick up a guitar and play you know and 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 easy to sing along with make you feel good you know top down in the car or whatever i mean we were just one of that classic rock and roll vibe that just kind of gets you moving a little bit you know let's uh let's talk step aside which i think the video for that kicks so much ass landon it's like it's like a quentin tarantino movie man but me and my buds you talk about the garage that's where i do my podcast in my garage and it's called garage days by the way you should check it out that's uh, awesome. I, i'm always Absolutely. giving you guys a pop but uh yeah. yeah man but it uh it's that video man i just love cranking that and on a big screen there, there ain't nothing like that but what what can you tell us about step aside <laughs> just a jam landon that thank you so much and and thank you guys for playing our music that means a lot to us um step aside was one of the first that we started riding on and see where the night goes it was i think it was one of the first riffs that tyler had brought to us um during those garage days if you will yeah and and, uh and we did we didn't have really a whole lot of lyric ideas we just kind of had like you know little vibes here and there and we're just like i think we wrote bits and pieces and then that was one of the few songs that we took to our producer paul and he actually helped us co-write that um and we kind of figured out what the song was 100 percent when we brought it to him and then the video was just a dream that we all had and tyler specifically had and we worked with our uh, director buddy tyler evans um tyler uh, tarantino evans yeah right, right dude i'm telling you <laughs> But he crushed it, man, and he's done a lot of our videos in the past, and we we were uh, confident that he could kind of pull off our crazy idea of killing ourselves, <laughs> right? Uh, in, the music, in the music video, which is a, kind of a cool thing, you know, you're getting rid of your old self to become a better person, and uh, to kind of take charge. So that was kind of the vibe of that whole video. Um, but yeah, man, it was just a blast to that song in particular to record to shoot the video for. It's just a fun song. It's it's great playing it live. Oh, overall, it's just a it's just a feel good song. Gets people moving, you know. Feel you there, man. And and there always comes a part of an interview where I I just I get kind of selfish. So now for a totally selfish question: Any plans for "Breathe and Attack," dude? I can't even tell you how much I love that song. It, man. Are you saying it plans as far as a video goes? I'm just saying, just it, as soon as you get that out as a single, I'm gonna play it. So I'm <laughs> just, right. I, I didn't know because I, dude, that is, there's I, the, the influences. You know, I always like to run comps. I, that's what I call it, like because that's what we do. I mean, you, you know, with this this new wave of iconic rock or classic rock, you, you you hear things and you hear the influences and and you throw that in there. But man, I'm telling you, yeah, you can hear the the Bon Scott era ACDC, but there's also this band 
out of Germany called Accept. And, dude, okay. I'm telling you, I hear some balls to the wall in that, and it just, that, that is the most jam-tastic song, Landon, Breathing oh, Attack. You, I hope I sold it enough for you, bro, but I, I don't, <laughs> but I fucking love it, man. Dude, that's great. I feel like I've definitely, I feel like I've definitely jammed out to accept before. That's yeah. <laughs> that, but yeah, man. I mean, it, you know, like that was definitely a uh, uh, an eighties, early eighties, yes, uh, ACDC, you know, type vibe of song we were going for. Just that big, like you know, like if you play like an arena or like a stadium. Yes, yes, like, dude. I knew it wasn't big. just my my bush light buzz, man. I knew. <laughs> I knew what you guys were going for, man. <laughs> well, it's it's cool. We did a we did we did a handful of stadiums on the last tour we did with Whiskey Myers, and uh, it felt great, man. It really did. I mean, that's what we were going for. As far as like pushing that as a single, I don't. I, I'm yeah. not exactly yeah. sure. Yeah, but, uh, that's all right. Since you, since you brought it up, you know, I'll just <laughs> let's, let's see. Let's see what happens. Right. Well, just maybe I'll just maybe I'll just spin it. That, that's just. Just spin it, man. It's right? Like, <laughs> That's what they used to do in radio. Landon, yeah. you just spin it, man. And it's like, what was that song? And, you know, that's how, you know, that's how Rush got started in yep. Ohio, by the way, at up, Absolutely. you know, up in Cleveland. But anyway, uh, let's talk about the live show. Your performances yep. creating uh, quite the buzz as well. What can we expect? What can rock fans here in Columbus expect on August 11th? If, if you haven't seen us live, um, uh, you know, we're we're straight up rock and roll, obviously, uh, but just good times to be had. Uh, we drink, we laugh, we cry. Not on stage, <laughs> but uh, there's but, no uh, crying, is there? I there's hope there's no, no crying cry. on stage unless it's you know, you know, unless unless I you know stub my toe or something. <laughs> right, right, right. I feel you. But uh, man, it's you know, we just like to have a good time. We like to meet meet all of our fans anytime we get a chance we were just in columbus uh not too right not too long ago i believe at kimba live is that right that is correct sir and this is right next this is right next to that so a part of the awesome. same 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 family there same awesome. same family tree right there so that's fantastic and we always love coming to ohio and columbus in particular and yeah for those who have been to a show we can't see them for those who haven't you're in for a treat and we're going to show you a good time there you go. Goodbye, June. August 11th at the basement, part of the QFM 96 Rock and Roll Revival Concert Series. It's going to be our first one in this series, Landon. So, dude, hey, yeah. Thank you, for, thank you for trusting us with that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, thank you for your time, brother, and, and we'll see you in August. Hey, thank you so much, Archie. I appreciate it. What a great dude. That band is... They're just going to be huge, and, and I can't wait for that August 11th show. Those tickets are available at access.com. So, upcoming episodes of Garage Days. Now, next week, two-thirds of the rock table of the nights. Well, I should be, if I count myself, that's really three-quarters. So, three-quarters of the nights of the rock table are going to be in the Hawk's Nest. You got Doug Blessing and Greg Hansberry are going to make their way out to the summit here. Kevin Young and the Gypsy Kings. They've got a gig that night, Bob. They are with Brett Michaels and Night Ranger at the All-Ohio Balloon Festival. So you know Night Ranger John will be there for that. So that'll be cool. But we'll get all those guys uh, together. But I thought it would be just kind of fun to kind of catch up with Blessing. Good Lord. You talk about it. He probably he was probably right behind you guys on that trip. He's everywhere, man. Everywhere. 
So no Kev Beam. Uh, but then in August, the band Pettibone is going to hit the garage, and we're going to have a makeup show with Dixon, y'all. I've also, and Bob, you're going to like this, I've also been talking to Will Shannon from Cooters in Eagle Pass, Texas. People tell me this is one of their favorite episodes, which is listen to this guy tell his story of how he got this place. Uh, such a cool dude, and we need to catch up with him. He's got the Glam Slam Metal Jam coming to Cooters this fall, and he also recently went on the road for three days with the Sonic Slam Tour. And I'm trying to wait. I want to wait till next week before we talk about Pigtown Palooza. What an amazing, an amazing three days. I can kind of give you a little bit of a tease. I did get to interview... Of Phil Lewis from LA Guns. And that was one I'm checking off the old bucket list. And how good was Tom Kiefer? You can go ahead and say that oh, now, Bob, because you're not going to be here. Oh, so, was great. God, isn't he yeah, good, man? 61 years old and still whales. Just, oh, and you just, the voice, it's it's iconic. It's it's a signature sound, of course. But man, when he gets that guitar, when he gets that Les Paul in his hands, yeah. it's just, you know, it's him. You know, it's him. Good show. Oh, great you loved show. it, didn't you, Bob? The place was I, the record crowds. I mean, record crowds. For $5. I know. <laughs> but we'll get all uh, in that. We'll give you our reviews of Picktown Palooza. But I did want to uh, make sure that Bob, since he is here this week, uh, to give his, his 10 cents. But I, I, Bob went up front, and he didn't leave the entire time. There was a point where Heartland and I came down, and then I left. For, I was like, all right, that's I want to go back and sit in my chair for a little bit. Flight Pattern Bob, man, you were a machine, dude. And you were just you were just back from doing this this trip. Yeah, yeah. I, I road was, to Alaska. I for, for two months, man. I, I couldn't miss that. No, that was good. It was, it was worth it, wasn't it, bro? Oh, so worth it. So, but hey, we're gonna catch up with Will. He spent three days on the Sonic Slam tour, just hanging out with those dudes. They all have kind of taken him in as well, and his buddies there from Eagle Pass, and they just followed it when that tour was in Texas. So that would well, anyway. We'll catch up with Will. I just—he's just such a cool guy. Hey, until the next episode, stay frosty. I'll have to check that out. Oh, there's a party going on.